Welcome to On Tuesdays We Co-Work, where I am co-working my way around London with my partner in crime, Home Slice, Boss Bay. I think we get it, can we crack on? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to On Tuesdays We Co-Work. B, how are you? How's your week been? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. So I'm really excited because tomorrow is my first ever photography workshop. I'm so excited. I know. I wish I could come. I'm really glad that you come. I'm already kind of <laughs> really nervous about all the people and the faces I know. And I don't know if it's going to... Recently, I've been a bit all over the place emotionally. And it's just finding really difficult to focus. I can lose focus so easily and then lose the, my track of thoughts and... So I'm kind of glad that um, you're not going to be there and I'm going to distract <laughs> I get me. it. It's easier when it's strangers, isn't mm. it? But yeah, and what I'm really, really proud of, that I know that if this workshop would have come along like a year ago or so, I would have been a nerve-wrack, as in I was such a control freak and I wanted to do everything to perfection and... I had this idea of written it in a book and it's there's one way of doing something perfectly and then you know um and now I'm just gonna wing it like I realized that I know I'm doing my best I know that you know we ha- there's no false advertising or anything I know that I know what I'm doing yeah. and I'm really good at it and I'm just gonna tell my experiences and my experiences have the greatest value from my journey as in like that's the max experience I could gain and like, that was my I can't give more than my experience because it's just not possible and everyone has different experience and different take on things but I just feel that if I just go there and share everything I know with with, with love and respect then I think that you know there's nothing really that can go wrong and just, I'm just gonna yeah figure it out in between there's one thing that you said there that I really like mm. I so associate with it's so funny because it's like we said privately our lives like kind of go parallel don't mm. they sometimes that like, we end up experiencing similar things or yeah within our industry yeah and um yeah in our separate worlds but similar theme and you said that you're not like lying or there's no yeah, there's no false yeah that you just you know exactly yeah. what you're doing you're good at it and you can teach And that is exactly what I've realised like the last week with Mm. like my business basically just completely like turned around. And I say that, but then I was saying, trying to explain to my parents and I was like, it's been a gradual progression of steps after steps after steps, Mm. like hard work continuously, but equally it's been all at once. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I just click my fingers and it all turned around. It's been like the steps have all been in motion for so long, but then equally it's 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 just just all come together. Isn't it like, like... You like for, for instance, how I feel that past year, I was building these separate puzzle pieces separately. Yeah. And then by the beginning of this year, I had all those pieces ready. I just had to just push them, them together. together, and it was yeah. all done, and it clicked exactly. And one of the things that you said was basically just that, that I was trying to su- show that it's not luck. That yeah. This doesn't come together because of luck. I think it's something that I can tangibly learn from and be mm. like, this is what I'm doing right, and this is what I wasn't doing right before. Exactly. And I think it's exactly what you said is that now I wholeheartedly believe mm. and know that if I see somebody on the gym floor, I can help you. I can completely change yeah. the way that you view the gym. Mm. And because I believe that, 
it's all about it's all about that belief and so for you tomorrow like I think when you go up there and you do this speech because you know that you know what you're doing and you're talking about that comes out like the confidence exudes yeah and for me it's like that with if I approach somebody on the gym floor I just never used to feel comfortable with it but now I don't see it as oh I'm trying to get them as a client I see it as like I can just help them learn yeah and it's just literally like that's what for me to previously I always had these like I was comparing myself that I was like, why am I teaching this workshop because there are other people who know more or I'm I'm gonna be ready when I'm gonna be like those people but then above those people there are people and then in the past you know it's you're never gonna have it all at once and I've realized that people see that it's my name so they come there to teach so people come here to to learn from me so, you know, I can, there are two ways I can do this. I can go there and be anxious about how much I don't know and not giving a good service because obviously I'm going to be anxious and all over the place. And so all those people who come, they won't learn anything because I'm not giving my best for them. So yes, then I failed because I was focused on all the things I don't know or what I can do. Maybe I know don't know, 10%, 40%, 70% of my business, regardless what stage you're at, but you can give that to them. And then they're already left with 10% more than they have arrived with. Does that make sense? You're still adding value. Exactly. So so rather that is the same as, um, I don't know who told me that once, to when you go to a job interview, that when you go there, you just have to show what you're good at. Like there is that panel. They don't want to know what you're not good at. They want to be done with this whole process and start straight on fire you and uh, fire you, hire you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like hire you um, and be the right candidate for them. So you just have to show them why you are the right candidate. So when you go and, you know, do that's why I'm kind of trying to um, vision myself that I have to just show them everything I know. Yeah. Whatever it is, how much it is. And, you know, if it's more on this field, more on that field, but just show your expertise because that's what they're there for. And and also I'm kind of trying to imply this mentality that we've been talking about to you not you know you don't have to have it all figured out you have to go out there and put yourself out there more and more and you can practice it in your head for hours and pretend and have a perfect uh, PDF presentation but until you're there with the right pressure with the with the real experiences you're not going to be able to grow from it. That's why like you're only going to learn by putting yourself in the situation. Mm. Like, you can sit at home, like you say, and yeah. practice public speaking as much as you want, but you only actually really gain some growth from doing it. And that's why, like, I'm doing this Discovery Day tomorrow, yeah. this, like, speaking, public speaking programme that I've signed up to do, like, a taster day, and then mm. it's a three-month thing. So I don't know yet. Like, obviously, I'll see what happens. But I was really, like, it's the same with PT, that... Obviously, like, I'm really invested now in learning more and more now that I know that I'm actually doing this long term. Mm. Whereas before, I was always like one foot in, one foot out. So the last year, I've just done loads of learning on podcasts and YouTube and books and stuff. But then, like you said, with your vision board, I made this promise myself that this year I'm going to go to more actual go to courses yeah. because I can sit and listen to a podcast. But then if there's something I don't understand it's very easy to just zone out and then when the next mm. thing comes, you listen to it. But it's only when you're there in a place and somebody's asking you what, like, okay, so how, what do we do now? And you're in front of like 
other people and you're out of your comfort zone that I'm gonna actually remember yeah. that and like physically learn it so I think there's a, there's a whole different thing from like experiential learning learning yeah like we love I love books I love podcasts mm. I know you do as well but I think you have to physically put yourself it's, it's the same as you know um it was really interesting because I put that word workshop onto my vision board and obviously I kind of imagined it more that I'm going to my workshops but as soon as I put it up a week later and co approached me that oh would you like to hold a workshop for us yeah and my initial thought was oh hell no like I'm not there yet but then I've realized that this is what I kind of building myself up to and I have to take this this leap of faith in myself and and put myself out there that I was kind of opening up on blog posts and then social media had these lengthy captions and then was putting a bit more stories out there we started the podcast so this was kind of the natural next step. So so oh, it's been presented and just take it. And if I don't like it, I don't have to do it ever again. It's not a problem, but you never know until you try it. Yeah. Um. And, you know, even just within our podcast, the segments that we've been experimenting, because obviously it's this segment is a mixture of both of us and our careers and how we think, how we, how we, don't know, do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been trying the chat a bit, the very like, okay, let's give like booklet value that they can write down and yeah so initially the idea Mm. behind this was that it's going to be a chatty informal segment where we talk about our day-to-day goings-on in terms of what we're doing in our business what we've experienced and basically hope that other people can learn from that and in a very like oh yeah I can associate with that kind of on a level Mm. way but then we started to think oh maybe we should try and offer more practical advice and more value that is very strategic so we tried to do these ones where we're very like today we're talking about x topic Mm. and give tips and I found that when we were recording it was a little bit more of a struggle it didn't come as naturally to me the dynamic especially of like trying to do this but not just like sit down with a topic and just talk but like also like have an open discussion but still be very pragmatic and then it was only like on reflection and I started to think, well, do we have to fit into this box? If this isn't exactly what is coming naturally to us, why don't we just do what? It's so funny because now I just kind of, I'm going to just go back to this, but it's it's also the concept of intuition, what we did last last week as yeah. well, that you just have, you just know what works and what done. And if you, if you tune in with that, and if you really say that this is what we want and this is how we want it, then it would come. And also I find it so often that when we had the very structured, pinned down topics, that I wasn't thinking outside the box. I was very strictly trying to focus on that topic. Yeah. And never had any input from... So we couldn't think... Mm. We couldn't get as innovative and have as, like, insightful conversations because we're kind of trying to stay on the track. Yeah. And our, our minds... When, I think both of us are quite like this but when we get together it brings it out even more yeah that we both quite uh, what's the word like we go around topics we like to explore like lots of different things yeah I think we're not very like stay to the point Mm. but in a good way I normally think it's in a good way but then when we're trying to be really practical it's not it doesn't just wouldn't fit yeah we're not playing to our strengths Mm. our strengths are more like let's have really open conversations that go wherever because that's why I like that, because when we chat, I think none of us are coming from a point of view of 
this is what I think so this is what's right yeah but more like this is my experience and then you listen to me and then you tell me your take on it and then I'll either there's a little light bulb moment or you know something that we kind of build on top of each other's ideas and then yeah. we create something together and and maybe my I don't know my thoughts or my perspective completely change from the beginning of the conversation to the end yeah and and that's what I liked and that's why I think we can go like off off road as well or off off side off off off, off, off topic yeah off topic that's what <laughs> yeah so um, I'm really really nervous and I feel I'm not prepared um but also I know that I had the first time in my life just let it go I was just like okay I'm gonna have these bullet points I knew what to cover let's say scenario is gonna ask them questions I knew I can answer them and it might be a complete not failure but it's gonna be you know, I might just not embarrass myself but prove that this was my first one yeah and then what? I realized, and then what? I can tell that this is my first one I've tried. This didn't work out, but I can do better. Or maybe I just come out and be oh, actually, it comes to me very naturally. Yeah. But I think I'm hoping that because I'm going with this attitude, it will. I think a lot of the time it's the build up mm. rather than the actual thing. I think this period where you're waiting for it mm. and you're wondering how it's going to go. And it's funny because obviously my thing is completely different. Yeah. My, my speaking program tomorrow, but. I'm quite nervous about it and I keep thinking and they've sent messages they keep sending reminders and say make sure you're ready to be out of your comfort zone and oh. I'm just like oh my god that scares me so like what do you have to do there I don't even know but I'm imagining that we're probably gonna have to get a challenge and go up and and do a yeah. speech of some sort and that scares like when I'm saying it now I'm like oh why would you go to this voluntarily but then I have to keep reminding myself I'm doing this by choice yes. because I want to grow from it I could walk out of there and never exactly. see any of them again or I can say like, no, I want this. But is it like how long? Is it, how long is this so? It's three hours. Mm. And do you know how many people? Um, it says six people per group, so quite small. Whoa, for six because I'm now kind of put me in perspective because tomorrow I'm gonna have one hour for, with thirty people. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be quite quick. Yeah. In that sense that I'm just speaking to them. I tell them there's gonna be hopefully loads of questions. Yeah. yeah. But six people spending three hours together that's quite like a lot of minutes per person yeah yeah it's it's like 30 minutes each isn't Mm. it so so yeah I just think it reminds me of this is funny but it's like reminds me of school yeah and it's this gut instinct of oh I have to do this class or project or something that I don't want to do and I almost a couple of times I almost back out Mm. like I'm actually genuinely scared about it especially because like I've got a lot of work going on tomorrow yeah in the gym I've got a lot of clients and stuff it's like my busiest day so I can use that as excuse but then I have to keep telling myself like bring it back you're an adult and you have a choice and you made this choice and just remember that I chose to do this it's my choice and I can choose what I get out of it so and what they promise what was the so so it's basically like they do a three-month program Mm -hmm. public speaking program and it's designed for people who want to become an authority in their niche. And it says the pitch is like, get more business, not by spending money on marketing and blah, 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 but positioning as the authority in your niche. Oh. And obviously, you know, that's something yeah. that I've wanted to do with Get Up and Grow Girl as well. Like speaking is something I'm, I want to move towards in the future. And I want to, you know, spread the word and do yeah. things like this, like I do on the solo episodes. But I feel that I'm not in a position to. But then I realised, like, what is the difference between... I've seen, like, some young people that I know go up on stages 
at events and just sit on a panel mm. or do things and I'm like oh I could do that the difference is that they've established themselves as an authority so like I've been in the fitness industry for like five years now mm. I could go and talk about training I could go and give a lot of advice I could add value it's just about believing that I can like I know yeah. that I can but for some reason I never thought about doing this until like recently when I've written that word speak on my board and just <laughs> thought about it more I would like to go and do you know go to fitness events or panels like there's yeah. a fitness festival and I'd like to go somewhere like that and give a speech yeah and I think it's so easy I don't know if it, it was for you as well but when you said about like or you have this experience and and you have so much knowledge but you never thought that you could be a person who speaks up and yeah. talks about these things I feel that a lot of times as well and the route it comes down to this world of just comparing yourself and there's so much knowledge and so many people are speaking up and so many people have voices which is amazing but also scary because you have to have such like a stronger self-belief that I can do it as well and just because they're doing it doesn't mean that I don't have a place in it or yeah it's gonna you know it's not gonna be difficult just just because someone's successful you can be just as successful yeah um and it's the other thing as well that I don't know if you associate with, mm. but I always see my future, my 10 years from now, and, you know, we've got career goals, yeah. and I see where I am 10, 20 years from now. I see myself doing these talks and having a lot to offer and hoping that I've achieved all these things I want to achieve, and therefore I can share the knowledge. But the funny thing is that I'm very comfortable with that end vision, but then I think, like, how, how will I get there? I've got to start mm. doing it. Like, you don't just silently go about your life and then one day everyone's asking you to speak like that's how I imagine it but I think for the most part it's that you put yourself out there you put yourself out there and eventually you become someone who's known for oh they do they talk about this so it's like you have this vision of the polished end goal Mm -hmm. me being able to give great speeches and doing it really successfully but then I think well if I want to do that I'm gonna have to do this I'm gonna have to start doing speeches when I'm not ready because that's the only way that I'm going to get there yeah it's it's very important that I realize it from a different perspective that for me I I always had these I never I've never really seen an end goal I didn't know like right like years ago and I've always been grafting and hustling and I know they're very good buzzwords but I don't like them that's not for me that's not a positive thing to hustle and it's it's good to work hard. It's good to put the effort and energy in it, but not to the extent of that it ruins your health, your mental health, yeah. your physical health, your relationships. Um, and somehow this is how I what I associate it with. So I just I just know that I'm working so hard, and I was working so so much and didn't earn as much money, and I just never really imagined myself how I can actually support a family and grow from it so I thought okay maybe I have to do these things I have to come out of the everyday shooting and I remember there was um this really good friend of mine and I was in tears of like I love what I do but I just don't know how I'm gonna make it how it's gonna make me happy but also grow from it and he said to me today okay if you want those really big like big big monies because I think he was earning like 50k or something with creative business yeah but he built a business he's giving away parts of his business as in like okay there are people who are he's a videographer 
and other people were like editing the videos. He, he took on projects and sent out other videographers. And obviously, he did commission. So he built a business. He's building a business. And he said, okay, so what part of your photography business you ready to let go of and outsource it right. um, to, to grow bigger? I, said, I don't know. I don't. I, I love talking to my clients. I love creating the mood boards. I love shooting. I love editing. I love it all. It was like, okay, but then you have to make that sacrifice that you can still make good money. But, you know, I wanted to be like earning loads and loads and loads and also do everything myself. So yeah. you just have to, I think you have to be a bit practical about this. And I accepted it. But then also, I know that like last year when I started again refocusing and rebranding and niching down, I, um, I realized that I want to shoot. Like, I don't want to ever give this up. Uh, there is for me my end goal. Because, again, I think it's so easy to get distracted and having these big dreams and goals of, you know, leaving. You don't have to work at, anymore. You just have to do this. Or, you know, you're going to do online courses and this and that. And I was like, yeah, I might want to do that as well. But I also want to just shoot because I love it. And I think yeah. you don't have to – doesn't everyone have to fit into that box and – and just because you see those people and they're amazing and they're really happy, but that's their journey. So what we talked about last episode as well, about the intuition that who you are and, and stick to your true nature. Yeah. And I just knew that, okay, what I have to do, I just have to be a really good photographer, a really good portrait photographer, niching down and put up your prices. So I was just putting up my prices and I'm still kind of still pushing them up, up, up. So one day I just have to do two, three shoots a month and I can have loads of time with my client I can have more meetings with them creating a more mood board because they're paying for my time yeah I can slow down I have I have I will have more money to have my support my family maybe I want to earn 70k or whatever mm. or three number figures and you know six number whatever you know this these magic words but I'll be happy so I think everyone has to kind of find that that core of who they are and yeah. and and I know the stream is really, really, can be really loud and take you, but you have to find that little piece. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry, I was like, I got really into it because I just this for me was such a journey emotionally to go to, to being find, to being yeah. creative. And then, but also a big part of me wanted this really glamorous lifestyle and a big business and being, and had the image of a successful person of having a Mercedes G-Class and, <laughs> you know, and having a puppy in the bag and and not working <laughs> at all, but somehow always have money. But, you know, have that journey. Also, I love just creating images and have that connection. And I yeah. have to just choose. Yeah. And I, I associate with that because that was kind of like when I wanted to be, you know, my whole life I wanted to be in fashion mm. until the last year when I finally realised, like, I think I didn't want to be in fashion for a couple of years, maybe only two but I didn't realise it until last year. Yeah. And I had to let go of that goal that I had of me living this glamorous life. And I always yeah. wanted it. Always, I still love fashion, but just it's not my, my driving force anymore. Yeah. And yeah, come up with a new dream and realise that actually, so now where I see myself, I've kind of discussed with you, I'm not sure I'm yeah. ready to put it out there publicly, but I see myself still in the health and fitness but still having my own business and having this dream and I've managed yeah. to sort of find it's a different dream. It's not, I'm not walking around in heels with a designer <laughs> handbag like I thought I was. I'm in trainers and leggings. 
but I've still got my own business. I'm yeah. still an entrepreneur and I'm still, I've created a mm. something that doesn't exist or something that's different to what is currently out there. So I think it's just like vision is important. Isn't yeah. it? I spoke about this in the, in, in Instagram that you, you still have to have that end vision, but it's quite hard to accept sometimes. That it's, that it's changed. And, and I think we can be so fixated on that dream that we had five years ago that you just have to, the same as with business plan, I think you just have to be like a, you always say it's a living breathing document but I think your dreams have to always check in with yourself because just because you your vision or your mission has changed it doesn't mean that it wasn't right or wasn't legit or wasn't 100% true two years ago that was your 100% truth back then yeah and but I think how we grew and how we experience and how we learn from each other obviously our end goal and our values our values are changing therefore our end goal will change as well yeah and if, if it doesn't I think that's a bigger problem do you know it's so funny I've, you've made me like really think of something because it's especially in current in the current climate mm. growth is so like trendy and everyone's yeah. talking about how growth is good and staying the same is is not and yeah. all this and we embrace that and we take it in yet of course, if we're changing, then why wouldn't the mm. end goal change? But there's still that stigma, I think, of that. The end goal changing is almost like... You don't know what you're you doing. You're unfocused. You don't mm. know lack of direction, all of these things. And I was at a family party this weekend. And I don't like to talk about my career because it was always difficult to explain that I wanted to work in fashion. It's just not an understood yeah. thing for some of the like older generation, for example. And... Then they kind of came to terms of it, understood it, and then I started my own business in fashion. And they were just told by my family, she's an entrepreneur, she's running a startup, whatever, starting a business in fashion. So they could kind of they kind of got on board with that. Mm. And then obviously a lot has changed. I've come to terms with it, and I've decided that I'm not a failure because of it, and that what I'm doing is no less good now. It's just more in line with who I am, and it's a, and then I kind of see it as a positive that I was willing to say no to something and mm. be like open to new opportunities yeah. and to let go and to change my mind and to own it so I've come to terms with it but there's probably still part of mm-hmm. me that hasn't if it bothers me and that one of my family members said to me oh what are you doing now and I said oh I'm doing PT and stuff and they said oh you um you, you started a business in fashion right you're designing and which obviously I wasn't ever designing but <laughs> and I was like um no no I actually realized that don't want to do that anymore mm. and I just owned it and I was like yeah I had to go through a lot of reflection and now I have like another business idea which feels much more in line and they just kind of looked at me and were like oh and like you know like pure Aww. disappointment and I felt like even though I know this is mm. you know it doesn't matter what they think and that they're not going to get it and it's just different world from when they were young and stuff as well I just felt that I could, you didn't even try and hide the fact that you're just you see that as a failure Whereas I see that as growth. But did you tell them that or not? No. So this isn't somebody that I'm close okay. to. And also, you don't... This is still a cultural thing, like, with elders. Yeah. That I'm very vocal in my family. Probably one of the people that will most say, no, I don't agree. Yeah. With people that are... But there's still this element of, like, you don't talk back to yeah. like your elders. And I do. But in this case, I just thought, like... I just sort of started to sort of sell it a little bit and be like, yeah, I'm working with this and this mm. brand and doing this and then I just thought it's not really worth like just my energy pick your fight, so. yeah like I don't need to defend yeah. myself and 
try and talk up myself but it did make me realize exactly that point that there is this very strange relationship where we see growth as good yet the result of growth is changing visions changing goals and evolving um outcomes so the change of that is seen as something still negative but maybe that's only due to the mindset you're in but I think generally a lot of people no I think generally it's something you know I think it's always difficult to to I don't even know what I think that if someone comes to me they're like oh I worked even in an office and then when I was a lawyer and now I'm just want to study I don't know medicine that well, they were like, oh, did you just kind of, yeah, yeah that's I, true. I think for me, and I, I, I'm really sad to say, but this is not what I think, what this is my initial thought is, if that makes sense. Do you know what? It's so true. You just but, made me realize with that example. But, 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 but they just, I would say like, oh, so they just waste 10 years of your life? Saying out loud, it's already, I know that it's not what I, how I feel. It's just my sudden thought. And yeah. I think that's kind of what's social concepts and what was kind of how you've been raised and what you've been thought and how everyone around you yeah that's what that's your initial thought is but and I think you shouldn't be shameful of that because this is how we are and you have to accept that and once you've said that then you can step you know kind of kind of step past it yeah and and can just just think about that yeah this is not why I think because you had an amazing 10 years being a lawyer what what an amazing experience and how much you've learned and now you're gonna have another profession and you're gonna have a different like skill set yeah that's great and there's not like some people have this oh because you wasted that time doing that because this is what you want no because that 10 years that's what I wanted to do and it made I didn't want to do medicine and it brings you to this goal as mm. well so like I wouldn't have been here I don't think I would have ever just become a PT straight from like that was never what I wanted because, and also like, you wouldn't like, being a PT or being you know having these values or no having these kind of situations circumstances and the whatever is in your life because of your values now wouldn't make you happy wouldn't have made you happy yeah six years I ago I had to go through all of that to become the person so, that I am so it wasn't waste because if then you would have this then you wouldn't like it yeah so there was it was and equally perfect. I don't think I would have got this far as a PT had I not had this business background mm. like had I not done that business degree because I treat it the same way like yeah we always say about freelancers and entrepreneurs and some people might be like well you're just a PT that's not an entrepreneur but the way obviously I treat the business and yeah intertwining the businesses is what's keeping me going when it's not always yeah. been so, so I think when you're changing career path or interest in what you do or even me as within photography right now I've decided and I love working with brands but who knows, maybe in 10 years, I'm going to just shoot families because that will be more in line with what I do, what circles I'm in, what what values I represent and what I'm focusing on. And doesn't mean that right now, this isn't this, this is not wasting time. I am enjoying what I'm yeah, doing yeah. and building and taking and learning. And so I think that's what we kind of that. And, you know, I don't know anyone who has that initial thought because I had it like, oh, they just waste that time. Yeah. But it's not wasting. I think the wasting time is only comes when you are fully aware that you're not happy. You're not living, you know, kind of within your, like, values or by your values. You know, your your life, how you live it doesn't represent what you believe in and who you are. Yeah. And if you carry on doing that, that's a waste of time. But any change you make and any different path, even, you know, 
it can work out or not work out. Um, but that's already kind of, I think, a gain. Yeah. I'm glad we had, like, it got to this because I mm. think that's really interesting um, thought. And it's, it's kind of like that quote that something something about everything is for a season or a reason or something like that. <laughs> Have you heard it? Like, yeah. I, that is really not the quote, again. I've left it out, <laughs> season, reason. It's something like so, a season or something, a lifetime. And it's about how not everything is like, some things are meant to be in your life just for a season. Yeah. And I always struggled with that because, you know, again, I'm very black yeah. and white. Like relationships, whenever I fall in love, I can't, I know that most people probably are like this, but that is for, I'm so like ridiculously loyal because that to me, mm, that, that is forever. And, but then I'm learning that there can be, like you discussed with you earlier, there can be people that come into your life for just a season and you don't have to always that's... think about where that's going or why. Mm. And the same with, with jobs and with like, I'm doing this right now because it's in my life for this season because it fits right now. Yeah. And and it all has that purpose. It's experiences that build us up and make us who we are. But they don't always have to be like, you know. Yeah, I know. Like, for that... instance, that's like, um, for instance, when, when I went back to Hungary and obviously I had these two years of being on Tinder and there was this guy who we had this really on and off relationship thing. And obviously I was talking about it with my nan a lot we were really close and then when we kind of ended it and we said okay this we're not doing this anymore I told this to my nan she's like oh I'm so sorry it didn't work out said, no no it did work out it did work out for six months and we had a really good you know rela- relationship or connection and we had a really good time I'm really glad that he was in my life and it worked out for like six months or yeah. I had my first relationship and it worked out for five years it was working for five years and then it finished that's so it's not, funny because it didn't work out. Yeah, my when I was at this family party again, one of my aunts said to me like, "I haven't seen her for a long time." So she's like, "Oh, are you okay now?" Like, yeah. obviously, my parents must have told her. And I, she, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Oh, you know, you don't need this if it's going to be like that. And it's going to be difficult and drama, whatever. Mm. Don't need it." And then I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I just sort of was like, "Yeah, yeah," but then I was also like, "No," I said, "I'm actually not." like angry at all hmm. I said I have no uh, bad feelings and she goes oh good that's the best way to be and uh, you know when it just feels like these responses that yeah. we, we we say but then I I sort of explained like you know I had a great few years like I changed so much as a person I gained so much mm. and I'm actually really okay with that for the first time I'm like realizing when people say these things of like oh I've got no you know with relationships again it is one of those things that not everyone I know some people might feel like this but most people once a relationship ends are like oh well you know he was a dick or yeah. oh well not the right one oh you have to kiss some frogs and stuff all these kind of yeah. things but actually I don't think no it was beautiful it was amazing mm. they were an amazing person like all those things it can just be what it was it's like when something's over we have to say it was bad we yeah. have to find why it was bad but it can just be that it was great but it's done now and now it's time for something new mm. in in the set in the stage of like jobs and different things we're doing because I think as well as relationships if if you know that whatever you do you just you know if you do the best you can in the kind of I'm tying it back to the workshop as well then you can't go wrong then you can't question whatever mm. and I know that, for instance, in my first relationship, 
I knew that we should have broken up. But because of that mentality why I had and I was holding, it was a very strong codependency and mm-hmm. and obviously I was younger and much less experienced everything. So I was holding on to something I shouldn't have. Yeah. And that's why it ended so badly. And mm-hmm. he was doing the best he could with his experience. Yeah. He knew. And and now I've learned and I'm letting, you know, and then I had guys in my past and I just let it go sooner. So we never actually ended up having the same experience I had before because I, I learned to let it go when it needed to let, let it go. Yeah. Um, but I know that it was no fault. It wasn't his fault that he was cheated on me. It wasn't my fault. It was his decision because that was the best he could. That was his problem solution, my ex. Um, that's how he could solve the problem he was feeling because that was all his knowledge. And my knowledge was just to holding on to it regardless yeah my knowledge now is different so whatever you do if if you know that you've done the best you could then I think there's nothing ever to regret even if it's the outcome is a bit more difficult to deal with or a bit challenging emotionally I think even if you I would argue that even if you didn't do the best you could you can't regret it because you have you would learn something from that But, but wouldn't you think that even so then that what because now you think that you could have done better but that self done the best it could so that the current state like I I didn't know so are you arguing that there's never you never didn't do as best as you could is that what you're saying that like for me like I knew I should have let it go but because I was so strongly codependent I couldn't yeah so that was, so that was my still best. the best, yeah. That was the best because I, I was need to learn it and then later on I learnt it and now I know. Yeah, I get what you're saying because I was going to say in some examples like people didn't do the best that they could. Mm. But then I actually kind of agree with you that, you know, even in situations that it's controversial to say but situations where there's infidelity and things like yeah. that, it's not about, oh, it's okay or whatever, but I think it's more about this is a way of acting out to solve what you think is a problem when you don't have the ability yeah. or understanding or strength or whatever it may be to deal with it a better way yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not saying so, it's the best as you could like from from like maybe from my perspective I can say but from within that person yeah that's what I mean yeah, yeah. so I'm what I'm saying is that I agree that most actions done actually are like they're doing the best they can with what they have at the time exactly um, and you just need to kind of listen and look at those people around you and if you know that if they that stage, that their best themselves is so far from your best your best self, yeah, then you have to let them go. Because there's I nothing wrong with them. That's just really, not in the same. That's a really important point that you're making because mm. I think that sometimes when we say things like this, people take it the wrong way and think it means you have to accept this. Yeah, and that oh, it's, oh. it's excuse for it. Oh, you know, yeah, for example, cheating and things. Oh, you just keep accept it it's, yeah it's not that oh at yeah, all. yeah no not at all sorry it's saying that you clear. can what you just said there's really valuable is that there's a gap between it and that okay so if the best they could do was kind of run away from maybe the difficult thing mm. because they just didn't have the ability to face it and deal with it in a maybe more mature way yeah then potentially that is the best way they could handle it at the time but it doesn't mean that you have to stay with yeah. it it means that where you are if you if you wanted to handle that by say having an adult conversation or something then you need to find someone who's at exactly. the same level as you. And so it's not about, yeah, it's not about, like, waiting around for it or, or yeah, accepting it. Yeah, and it's it. not easy. Like, for instance, uh, 
this guy I told you about the last time, but this is how we ended, that I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to kind of take actions and try things out. And he wasn't ready because he was just that stage in his life. And it wasn't fair. Who am I to tell him what to do and what's right? And this is how you should communicate a relationship. Because if he's not there, he's not there. And I was crying. It was really difficult. But I knew that this was what I had to do because there was no point me trying to change him. I'm changing myself. We just weren't in the same page and it's shit. And it hurts, but oh well. Yeah. That's, yeah. But, um, but yes, I think, yeah, it always just comes down to just do what, the, if you know your values and what you want to do and just do your best at work, at anything, then later you can't really question it. As in, like, you can say, like, yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't good enough, but that was my best. I think whatever situation is, then... It's a tough one, and maybe we can come back to this another episode because obviously I'm such a big believer in personal responsibility mm. and that, you know, what you do, I, I, part of me feels that, you know, if somebody did something like cheating, whatever, yeah. and they say, oh, look, I did the best I could at the time, that almost feels my gut is saying that feels like a lack of personal responsibility mm. and making an excuse almost. But equally, I do believe this kind of um, frame, which is that, most behaviours are done, or every behaviour is done with a positive intention. That's the mm. neuro-linguistic programming frame. So I'm conflicted. Yeah. And actually but, but, would rather... But, 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 like, I th- but I think it's more about, like, what you said, if someone comes like, sorry, actually, that wasn't the best I could, that, that I cheated, then, okay, fair enough, then what are you going to do about it? And that's when the responsibility comes. If he comes to the same situation, if acts the same way, because we all fuck up, is that what we do after, what matters? Yeah. Does that make sense? That, and this is what you said in your solo episode last time as well, yeah. that, that that responsibility is not of like beating yourself up, how stupid you were or done this, you know, if, if I fuck up this workshop tomorrow, it's not that I'm not taking responsibility, I'm going to be like, I'm generally really sorry, people. But also I know I'm not going to beat myself up and say like, shit, 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 you stupid idiot. I knew I've done my best, but these were all the faults I made and the mistakes. And next time when I'm doing it, I'll make sure that I correct them because I take responsibility how I fucked it up. Yeah. And actually, that's why I, it really bothers me when people say things like, oh, no, there's no excuse for X, Y or Z or mm. whatever it is. Or, oh, no, there's no possible reason to justify. And I'm not talking just about relationships but in anything. Because, again, like... I just think there's no, there isn't that black or white in, mm. and it's so funny because obviously I'm so black and white. To something, so but that. when it comes to other people and the situations and assessing these things, mm. I just think there can never be that. That's yeah. Like, and the reason that people say that and say, "Oh no, there's no excuse," there's no, is because they're basically saying, "No, I'm not going to think. I don't want to think about it." Exactly. That's what they're saying. Is that it's, I'd rather know, yes or no, black or white. I can't handle the complexity of the, yeah. the real life. Because mm. real life is so much more complex. Yeah, there's than not like no boxes, labels, really. Yeah, I think every relationship, what you have with your everyone who has with their jobs, with their family, everything is just so unique. And this, and I find it actually very. I find it like the the flavor of life is mm. like realizing that there are so many that things are not at all like when you grow up you learn that this is good this is bad this is good this is bad yeah and when you actually learn that there's so many there's a multitude of reasons behind every Mm. single action okay it's scary because it's like you can never know yes or no either way but equally it's so exciting like there's so much to learn yeah so yeah Hmm. this was a good one 
Yeah, I feel like we should wrap it up because I feel a bit exhausted. Yeah, no, quite me intense. too. I'm in proper deep. Proper, <laughs> proper deep. Yeah. So see you guys next week, and I'll let you how the episode, the workshop went. And if I'm still alive, and if I still have a a live Instagram account, it means that I'm my workshop went well. <laughs> if I disappear from the earth, that means that I'm crying at home and eating loads of galaxy ripples <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we will see you next week and she will be fine i'll be fine see you next week goodbye Bye.